Welcome to the Loveworks Here podcast. I'm Sean York. And I'm Hannah Gorham. And today is episode 22, Ask Us Anything. But before we do, how you doing, Hannah? Good. Last time uh, we spoke, we had a park day we talked about, and we just recently had a beach day because it's summertime, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Any highlights? Uh, those giant, I don't even know what you oh, call Oh, it's an inflatable circle. Yeah, well, it's more than that. You go inside of it, and then you run at another it's one. It's almost like a sumo. You go inside of it, and then you hit each other. So it's like this huge globe. Yeah, that was new this year. Somebody, actually, one of the team members, this is kind of cool. One of the team members bought the, he just said, hey, I got these for Beach Day. And he spent like $300, and we were like. And was what? not anticipating getting reimbursed. No, it's, but we did. I said, hey, I'll, we'll pay for that. And But he just was so excited for Beach Day. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I think a highlight for me was seeing some team members because it was both stores and there was like a hundred people. But I, this one girl, she was seeing all these people that she knew from the other store. And so you saw people going, I didn't know you worked at Chick-fil-A. I didn't. And it was like these two worlds colliding and it was so much fun <laughs> to, see all, to see them all uh, getting to know each other from the other store. So, uh, but they knew each other from school. So it was neat. So, okay, this is episode 22. And so what I did on the Instagram, uh, love at Loveworks here, I did a story and asked us, you know, what, what, what things should we talk about? You know, what things should we... We're fresh out of ideas. Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> and I say this on the Instagram, but I said like, I only want to talk about things on the podcast that must be said, that must be talked about. And so for me, it's ideas that we've had that were transformational, that, um, that we, we got to tell people this. And also things that we've been doing for a long time. You know, I don't want to do something in the business and on Friday, wow, that was a, made a huge difference. Let's, let's share that on Monday. These are all things that we've been doing for years and we've seen you know, transformation over time. So we've told all the stories. And so now it was like, well, what do people want to hear? So anyway, uh, Instagram story, I asked a few questions and we got about, um, I don't know, we got quite a few responses and we end up here, we have a whole a page full of questions. A little bit of a speed round, though. We're going to do a speed round at the end, but I, there's a couple things that just above all, like really, really a lot of people want to know about. So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to tell you from, from our perspective. So with that, this is episode 22, Ask Us Anything. I love my job. High volume, fast food, 160 employees. It is a pressure cooker and it gets crazy. But I truly believe that it's possible to build a business where everyone loves their job. It sounds impossible. And when I first started this business, it was. I'm not the extrovert or the social butterfly. I'd rather be building systems and crunching numbers on Excel. But I decided to stop making excuses of why I couldn't and start utilizing my love for systems to build a better culture. Today, I call it the York Framework. But it's really just a collection of systems designed to make a better workplace and make people happier. I'm going to share all the mistakes I've made so that you don't have to make them. And we'll look for new problems to solve along the way. I'm Sean York and love works here. All right. So let's read some of these questions here. We got, uh, let me just go into this first section because it is like 25% of the questions or the, the topics that were presented to us to discuss uh, was all about this first section, which is mental health, team member burnout, uh, retention, turnover, all the same thing. Team members leaving um, and, and being stressed out, anxiety. So let's just go right into that topic um, because that's, that's a huge section of what we heard from you. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that I appreciate the most about getting the chance to be a part of this podcast is how small it makes our Chick-fil-A world at least seem. 
I know it's an industry-wide problem right now, just people and work and all of that. Um, but it's been really cool to even get connected or get to see that leaders across the country are all dealing with the same thing. Our restaurant has certainly not been exempt from this one. Sean has not been exempt myself. Um, we have leaders at every level and team members at every level that have been experiencing this. I would say a huge part of it is them feeling alone, the typical like record breaking that we would hope to have is kind of not there as we're trying to retrain every day and things like that. So I think the one statement that summed it up best that we received was just a burnt out and exhausted team during COVID, how to care for the people and the business. So going back to uh, when we were a drive through only and um, it, probably about a year ago, we were breaking records like every day it was another record. We had our, you know, most cars ever and then most cars ever. And like every Friday was another record and every other, I mean, every three days was another record. And it was so exciting because you had everybody on the same team was fighting for the same goal. And compare that to now, which is recently we've opened up our dining room and there are orders going all different ways. And there's team members who have never seen a dining room open before. They have never worked in a dining room are like, what do I do? There's customers everywhere staring at me. They're waiting for their food. Yeah, we have leaders who have never seen the dining room open. It's crazy how much the job has changed. And so we, we naturally think like, oh, it's... They're, they're being burnt out or they're being stressed because the customers are right in front of them staring at them or they're being stressed because they don't know what they're doing or they're, they're stressed out because, hey, we lost a bunch of people who went away to college and the new people who come in have no one to train them and they're being sent out and they don't have uh, you know, proper training or you might think like, oh, they're being stressed, they're, they're, they're stressing out because it's too hot outside or it's too cold outside or anything, any number of things. But I, I think back to that that record-breaking hour where we were all together, we were all there breaking that record, and everybody was giving their absolute best. The, the work that they were doing, had, it, I mean, it's their hardest work, but they had fun. And I think that like whatever happens within that moment is like the secret sauce that keeps them from burning out. And we've got to like open that up, that scenario, and say, like, what were we doing in that moment that was successful and how do we apply that to our current season? And when I think through that, I, I, I think about uh, everybody feeling like they're part of the same thing, that they're in the trenches together, right? And so as part of the York framework, we say, if you do all these things, there's like this image of like a house and the roof over the top of it is trust. And trust protects us from the elements. Trust keeps us safe. And the moment that they don't feel that trust, now they're exposed to how difficult the job actually is. So... The solution here is all feeling like we're in this together. And if we can get people to feel like that, they will weather the storm. Like they will be able to go out in the sun and not complain and not, you know, get burnt out. Uh, but the moment that they feel alone and isolated, that is the villain in all of this. People feeling alone and isolated. So I want to talk about things that we do, and maybe we can, we can share some ideas of, of stuff that we do right off the beginning, from orientation all the way through training. What are we doing that's actually effective still in this season? Yeah, and some of those things, I mean, orientation is one. So introducing them to the team right away, the welcome card signed by the members of the team, the welcome Slack post that they get comments on right away, even though nobody actually formally knows them yet, really. Um, they still get that warm welcome. And on the 30 day we've started, we, I think it was during COVID that we had added in, um, it was just a line on the checklist, but it said, take a picture with the trainer who has impacted, you know, your journey so far the most. And so I get, it says, and send it to Hannah. So I get to, (laughs) I get to enjoy them all, but it's, you know, these random pictures of like, 
uh, sometimes it's team member to team member sometimes it's leader to team member but it's just pictures of like people together and so even the you know the shyest person who's coming in is kind of forced into making friends and even making friends with their leaders which is really cool so we try to not let anybody slip through the cracks in that way so i just got this email the other day from a girl named michaela she sent me an email it was super cool uh, but it made me realize how much of this stuff makes a difference. Uh, she said, uh, we begin using some of your culture practices in our store and have significantly seen a difference. Simply introducing each new hire to every person when they walk in has truly opened up our new hires to be more social and welcomed here. This new bunch that we hired last week are flourishing in their training, and I'm so giddy to see them form relationships with our senior crew. We also are planning on ordering CFA swag, name tag boxes, welcome cards, and having them write a letter to themselves a year later. I just wanted to thank you once more for sharing your ideas with the Chick-fil-A world. It has absolutely changed my perspective and deeply impacted my program. So what she mentioned was not, it, it wasn't huge things. It was not like, hey, buy all this stuff, do all this. It was literally introduce the team member to people as you walk through, like as you walk through the kitchen. And that has transformed because now they feel like they're, they're, they're part of this family or, you know, like now they're ready to learn. Um, also on the 30-day checklist, I mean, you mentioned that, but, but it is also like the process of here's a checklist, you have to finish it. But you also have to interact with people. You have to ask them to help you. That whole, you know, first 30 days, they're constantly saying, hey, can you show me how to do this? Can you sign this off for me? Like you can't be in our organization, you know, anonymous. Like you have to get to know people or you won't even last through 30 days. So I think all of those work together. It really pulls people in. It just, you know, it's, it's magnetic, you know, that they, they end up latching on to this team uh, just through all the systems that we do. So there is a, you know, a, a good reason behind all of them. And I think like that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, definitely. I thought another cool topic that really made me think was just the topic of leadership burnout. So we're kind of on the other side of that. Like we've been around, we've even made the environment for these you know, new hires to be in this space and feel included. So it's not really the, like the feeling alone part so much as the feeling like, what am I even doing? Like, so especially, I mean, as a leader, I feel like I could speak to this one pretty well, like coming in day after day and it's like, okay, like be your best for the team. Keep a good face on, like don't admit that you're struggling because if you admit you're struggling, then they're going to feel like the, sh- the, you know, the ship is sinking. So um, it can be like, I mean, I guess isolating in a way to just have to pretend for so long. So something, again, this is not us having gotten to the finish line and been done with it by any means, but something that our director team um, got pretty good at in this season and I'm so appreciative of is just talking about stuff. Um, So that idea of like, you can share how you're really feeling in, I mean, obviously like not on the front counter with the team, but we got really good at code words of like, hey, I'm not doing so great today. Um, There's a really cool book by a pastor that I had read right before this whole season that we were in. It's called Leading on Empty. And the, um, it's by Pastor Wayne Cordero. And it's, you know, it's designed and written for pastors. And so a lot of it is like self-care and it's talking about just ministering to people and how you have to kind of make time for yourself in that as well. Um, and at first I just thought it was a good read, but it, like more and more of the stories in that book had come to mind as we were in this space where we're business leaders, but we are caring for people like day in and day out. And so one of the stories that he tells is of a farmer. Um, he had a, it was a dream that he had. And it was a farmer who was, you know, selling his goods for the day. And when he was out, he just said like to the next customer, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm out. 
but I'll have more tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. And so he had woken up from this dream and realized um, the same was kind of true in his life with just like emotional energy. And the same is true in my life about emotional energy of like, there are days and it's like, all right, like I talked to the last team member that I can talk to. Like I am spent. Um, and so he had different like crops and goods that he had talked about in the stream, but our director team has just started referring to them as beans. <laughs> and so we walk around sometimes like, all right, guys, I am so sorry, but I'm just out of beans today. <laughs> like I've got nothing left. And other people will be like, oh my gosh, I just did this thing. It like filled my cup. I'm <laughs> full of beans. So whatever. So that has been a, a thing. But whether it's talking about a little more seriously of like, hey guys, like I'm struggling today or just, hey, I'm out of beans. Um, having that like the leaders who are in that together and who are feeling those things together um, and being able to communicate about them together um, has been a really cool benefit. That's funny. I I haven't read the book and I'm going to, but the first <laughs> time I heard you say that, I, I was like, that I don't, I don't know what that means. And it sounds silly. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's good. It's a good code word. Uh, we had... Um, a few years ago, we had somebody, I had a, one of my top leaders, and he was an awesome guy. He actually came from, a, he used to be a, a franchise guy for another company, and so, um, but loved Chick-fil-A and just had a heart to serve. And so he was working for me, but he was very, um, he was very accomplished and very experienced. So this guy, he'd been around, and um, he was going through a season where he was stressed. And I remember just him being short, and he was uh, short with team members, and he was kind of snapping at them and, and just really... Uh, was just kind of at the end of his rope, and I finally had to pull him out into the into the you know our, our service yard area, and I just said, "Hey man, what's going on, man? Are are you okay?" And and he was very honest with me. He said, "No, I'm not. I'm I am burnt out. I'm stressed. This job is tough, and it's you know." And he was he was straight up honest with me, and uh, and I felt bad, and I was just like, "Man, I do not know what to do." And so I just had to ask him. I said, "Hey man, what can I do for you? Uh, would it help if I came?" came in and can open with you or, or close with you? Or is there a part of your job that I could do? What what can I do to help? And and he just, he had no answers. He just sat there for a second and just kind of said, you know what? I'm sorry. It's me. I'm just in a funk and I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be like this. I'm better than that. And, uh, and he's just kind of snapped out of it. And it was crazy. Like I, there was no, I didn't have to do anything. Well, the fact was I did. All I did was ask him. And I think in that act, it was kind of like him just realizing, it comes back to this isolation. It's like that I'm on an island and I'm doing this and it's difficult and nobody knows what I know. Like nobody's dealing with what I'm dealing. And when I, when I said, how can I help you? I think that realization was, okay, I'm not alone. I have someone with me now. And then he realized, okay, I'm fine. As long as I have somebody with me, I can do whatever. I, I just need to have a better attitude. And, and I'm not alone anymore. And it fixed everything. It was like magic. Sometimes literally just asking, what can I do to help? And I think you'd be surprised. So Yeah, I think that's really the answer. We had another question. It was just, how can we meet business goals while still caring for our team without causing burnout? And it's that same answer. Like you can push people and you can tie them to that higher purpose of wanting to reach you know, labor goals and sales goals and all those things as long as you're in it with them. Yeah, and you talk about business goals. I mean, it, I got to tell you, man, it is so tough to get beat by last year like i it's the one thing i mean i hate that so much to go like oh we did this many transactions from 12 to 1 last year how come we can't do this many this year and i get so frustrated at that and so you know that and, and i realize okay these are all new team members like so many of them are brand new and you 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 can't just be hard on them they're already you know they're they're inexperienced and like there's only so much they can do they're they're not the veterans that you may have before uh, and so, you know, something that I have to remind myself, uh, even when, you know, the, 
they're not moving the cars as fast or they're not pushing the orders back as fast, um, that you can only yell. I say it in an interesting way, but I'll, I'll, I'll make the point here. You can only yell as loud as you're willing to praise. And so when you have that team member and like, hey, we want to hit these business goals, but you know they're at the end of the rope and they're brand new and they're doing their best, you know, if you're going to say, hey, I need you to walk and talk. I need you to go quicker. You better stay there until they get it right and say, that's what I'm talking about. Great job. And pat them on the back and say, you got this. You, you know, you've got to be able to be extra positive on the backside uh, if, if you think that you can walk up to somebody who's really at, at, the, at, at the end of their rope, um, if you want to push them at all, you've got to be able to, 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 to yell praises just as loud as you yell any criticism. So that's such an important part of keeping business goals, you know, achieving business goals through a tough season like this. I feel like you're saying answers to some questions and I'm like, oh, we just checked off another one too. Because I feel like keeping morale up in the back of house is tough. I love tips. I feel like you just answered that one too. Praising as loud as you're coaching or (laughs) demanding because really i mean we had kind of the same thing um in our back of house like it's tough and that is you know throughput starts there so it's been an interesting season as we're trying to train all new team members but really they catch on so fast and nine times out of ten they're doing the job the best i've ever seen but it's like we notice you know when screens are red and things have gone terrible like that's when all eyes are on the kitchen so i feel like that's something that we've really been learning and starting to do better at is kind of connecting them to that higher purpose of like, Hey, like day in and day out, you're doing a great job. Yes. We're going to move on right now to the next section. Cause that was a lot of good stuff. And I, I we could talk about that a lot longer. We're kind of saying the same stuff. It's, it's isolation, man. That's what's, that's, what's really, really tough. Uh, but recruiting, that's the next one. That was, this was a big, a big section that everyone uh, wants to know about recruiting. And uh, again, industry wide problem, and uh, I think we talked about it in the last episode, really, uh, a little bit about how it was a problem. And Over the summer, it's only yeah, gotten worse. It's gotten worse <laughs> as everyone's gone back to school and careers and everything else. I, I think that we thought that maybe at this point, the application pool would eventually fill back up. And uh, The joke was on us. Yeah, nationwide, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty empty. So um, we'll get through this together. But let's talk about what we're doing. Um, it's still tough. But, uh, you know, the goal, I would just say like my goal personally, just as the, the owner of the business is, can we get through this season and have the customers not know that anything has gone wrong? Like everywhere they go, like there's signs on the door that say, you know, the reduced hours or reduced this, or we're missing these items or, you know, some of your, some of your favorite items may not be on the menu. Can we get through this season to where the customers can order the same things at the same hours and the same experience if we can do that, we've won. We have won, and, <laughs> and that's been tough. But what are we doing to recruit? Hannah, right now, I mean, you're in charge of the interviews. You know how many interviews are coming. Uh, you know, like, hey, we need more than this. What do you do? We do you shake do? down our current interviews. <laughs> that's them what down, we right? do. I feel like that was in a different episode. Somebody had asked the question, how have you had to change your hiring strategy? Okay, yeah. And it, the answer kind of is, I mean, I will say we're hiring younger, which is a change. Like, I don't want to say it was a lowering of standards because we have some great... 14 and a half and 15 year olds now but that was kind of a change but our strategy has remained the same it's okay you know snag a job indeed they look empty it's the, the kid that walks into the office who's pretty new like hey so and so do you have any friends or family um i have orientation scheduled tomorrow it's just two kids this week but it's one sister of a team member that we just hired and it's a friend of a team member that we hired a few months ago so it really is like good people no good people and yeah that's tried and true 
Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this through the through the podcast, but just about uh, everyone knows someone that they would invite tomorrow if only that person loved their job. So it's such an important part. I mean, the culture is what um, protects you from you. Know, in this season, you're still going to get that turnover, but what the culture does is it protects you from the people who would just walk out on you. And instead, now you might get two week notices or you might get a month notice. They're going to be transparent with you and say, hey, I'm going to go back to school in a few months and they're going to give you a heads up. Um, but what we don't have is people who just walk out on us. That doesn't happen. And it, it's because from the beginning, they feel like they're part of a family and they respect that. And um, so that's helped us. It also, um, uh, having that good culture, people are willing to invite their uh, their family members in. We just had, um, it's funny, we had somebody leave. It was a team lead. And it was her last day the other day, and her name was Hannah. And she said to you, she said, now you're the last Hannah. And you said, yep, for one more day. We just hired another <laughs> Hannah. So, uh, and that Hannah was someone's sister in the store. So, anyway, it's, um, it's, on to the, it's there's, there's always another Hannah coming <laughs> From someone within the store. That's a retention strategy, everyone. Yeah. Just kidding. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it really comes down to good people know good people. Um, we've got to get them to love their job. And, um, and we've got to shake them down for their friends and family. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, like especially, you know, labor's tight. We're out of people. What do we do? Something we don't do, for sure, is like cutting those things that make the culture so good. And that's been something we've been pretty intentional about. Like, no matter how tight it gets, okay, still, like, we don't get to just all of a sudden cut something from orientation. It's like, it has to go the same way, whether we're in a great season or a poor season. Um, same thing is with, like, the 30 days and trainers and things like that. Like, no part of the process just gets to have a corner get cut because we're short, even when it's, like, we're all stretched thin or our directors in ops and things like that. Uh, the next thing, let's go on to, let, let's kind of move into, like, a, let's go rapid fire. Yeah, we're I, taking way too long. I feel like <laughs> these questions are so good, and I can really... We could dig we did deep a lot in too. We're appreciative, guys. Yeah, there's like two pages of questions here. Um, how do you have vulnerable and honest conversations with your team? Just do it. <laughs> no, and really, and then you practice having them again. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, it comes down to trust. And like I said before, you you know, yelling as loud as you praise. Like, do you do you have that uh, that level of trust with them um, that uh, that you can have that vulnerable conversation? But it's important, man. You got to do it. Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, there's like clearance levels, like I'm not going to have the same conversation with the team member that I'm going to have with the team leader. But as they get closer and closer to the top, we are more and more transparent, for sure. How do you establish a culture of honesty and trust among leadership from the beginning? I don't know where this took a turn where you were asking the questions and I had to have all the answers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But really, I think for this one, it's perpetuating the things that like the leadership already knows. That's the first thing that comes to mind anyways. Um, our current, like our team leaders that are coming in, they have not had the same experience that a team leader's had who has been here for two years and has gotten to go to a retreat with you or hear things, um, straight from you or, um, like we're in a season. So one of the things that comes to mind is unexpected opportunities. And there was a time when we like built this whole system of recovering guests and our team leader getting promoted tomorrow has no idea, like all of that history that went into it. So something that I'm pretty, I try to be pretty intentional about is, like is showing them the content is telling them the story so that they're caught up and on the same page with the leadership team that they're joining here's a good one uh keeping emotions out of red moments uh leading calmly and effectively in stress and anxiety sean take it away okay (laughs) so um you know if you've been to a grand open a lot of people in just the restaurant industry they have a thing that they say a lot which is just heard and like they'll say hey um how many minutes on nuggets and they'll say five minutes and they'll say five minutes heard you know and so it's it 
we never did it for like, I don't know, 14 years. We never, that was never something that we said in the business. And I don't know where it started. It's, it was Jake. Okay. So we went to a grand <laughs> opening maybe and he said, hey, everybody says this. And so we brought it back. And, um, and they had so much fun with it. They started saying that and it caught on. It was and, a joke at first, but it's one of those jokes that turns real. Really yeah, they were like quickly. making fun of it. It was and then ironic it was, for a little while, yeah. but then. Uh, yeah, okay. So they're mocking it and then it became their favorite thing. And, um, and so at one store, they were really doing that a lot. And so you would go into one store and they were like, why, why, why is everybody saying this? And then over the other store, they weren't. And then you realize like, man, it actually has some, some benefits. And um, it's that feeling when I talk about um, my, my time, when I first became an operator and I was stressing out in the business, I remember listening in my office to the kitchen and I could hear the front asking, calling to the kitchen and the kitchen not responding. And there is some emptiness there when you hear like, hey, how long for this? And nothing. And you're like, man, they're not even communicating. And so there's something about that when you hear, how long for this, this, uh, this, heard, you know, and they're going back and forth. And even though it's just, it's a system, it's just a thing that we, that we put in place, what we're doing is, is there's this communication going back and forth. Uh, so when we talk about those red moments and it's stressful, it's nice to call for something and hear something back and then respond on both sides. It's like, hey, we're in this together. Back back to that isolation. Like, I got someone on the other side who's with me. Uh, and along with that, I mean, we added um, a, a last year at retreat, we talked about, or a, a two years ago at the retreat, we talked about, um, you know, all the things about Truett, and we read Truett's book. And so we started doing the happy cheer. And so uh, we'll, we'll kind of do that sometimes when things are crazy. It's the middle of lunch. And someone will yell out, you know, is everybody happy? And then, yeah, man, H-A-P-P-Y, woo! And, it, you know, it's, again, it's silly, and it's, but it kind of breaks through, you know, the, the frustration, and uh, it, it's fun. It makes it fun. Yeah. True, I always used to say, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. So That's that right. is a reminder. A word of caution about the herd thing, though. We, for, you know, for so long coached the herd model, and now our restaurant says herd so much that new team members think that saying herd is the herd model. Oh, geez. I know. For context, the herd model is a guest recovery acronym. And saying herd is... <laughs> it's <laughs> not the same thing. Two different things. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. Okay. Here's a good one, Hannah. How do you help build confidence in your leaders? Um, it sounds weird to say like, just over prepare them, but that's kind of a thing. So before our leaders get the shirt that says they're a leader, before they have the title that says they're a leader, we really do our best to try to just equip them. So the checklist, you know, the crew leader checklist, they're doing things that probably could qualify them for team leaderhood. But the goal is that the day they get promoted and they put on their shirt and they go onto their first leadership shift, that nothing has changed from what they were doing the day before. So I guess building confidence is just letting them know that like they know more than they think that they do. And so the day that they're promoted, nothing's changed. Yeah. One of the things that we've done that's kind of sneaky is it used to be the team lead list, which is our key carrier list. That list was the toughest list because, hey, these people, you're going to get the biggest raise and you're going to get the keys of the store and you are going to open and close. So this has to be the toughest checklist. But also we were getting to the point like we didn't have enough team leads because the checklist was so hard. And so what we did was we pulled some of those things off and we put them in you know the advanced team member list and the crew lead list and then the advanced crew lead list. So by the time they got to the team lead list, it was all pretty easy stuff. And so we have like over-prepared them early on and spread those tough things out. So the, but like you said, by the time they get to the team lead, you know, they've been doing this stuff for a while. 
Uh, one of the other things, you know, I talk about it like with music. When when you get nervous on stage, it's usually because you didn't practice enough. And it's the same thing with this. If if someone's really nervous and um and and the lacking confidence, it's because we didn't prepare them. You know. And so, you know, what can we do early on to try and take some of those things and spread that out so when they get there, they just feel like they've been doing this for a while. Uh, we got a couple questions about gossip. The worst. Best ways to deal with gossip among the team. Build it into the core values. Man, like from the moment they're hired, we're talking, we, they, they recite their core values really quick. And, uh, you know, one of our core values is we take care of each other. Core value number three and um, they hear about it then, and then when they uh, want to become an advanced team member, they have to recite the core values. When they become, I mean, every step of the way, it's reciting the core values. So if we have a gossip problem, we just, it, it's a, it's a violate. It's not like you're in trouble because you gossiped. It's you're in trouble because you violated our core values. Uh, and so that's, that's a lot, you know, a lot more weight on that. Uh, what we also do is have a, I can tell you right now, if somebody gossips, you're going to find out in the first 30 days. And when we uh, assess the team members, they're coming through their 30-day list and the team leads say, hey, what do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Is this person, is this a good team member? You know, should we move forward with their employment? Uh, if there's anything like that, it usually comes out, you know. And so uh, you got you to gotta take care of that right away because, okay, so back to the first thing we talked about, isolation and people feeling alone man, nothing makes you feel more alone than finding that people have been talking about you behind your back. Instantly, you feel like you're all alone. And now this job's impossible and it's so hot outside or it's so cold outside and I don't have any friends and everybody's talking about me and I wish I didn't work here and now I'm going to leave. It, it happens so fast. So you you got to have no tolerance for that. And um, I'll tell you right now, I mean, I've, I've parted ways with key carriers, with, with team leads because I found out that there was that they were griping down and, and gossiping uh, about somebody else to people below them. And I just, you got to make an example of that. And it, it will, it will really poison all the way down uh, if you allow it to be in there. So it's an important part. If you want to deal with burnout, if you want to deal with anxiety and stress, you, you got to stop the gossip. That's huge. Yeah. It's got to be a safe place in the restaurant. And that's exactly right. Nobody gets to be exempt from that. So yeah, put it into somehow put it into your core values, whether it's we take care of each other or, you know, we support each other or we lift each other up. Um, you've got to be able to address that and say, hey, you you violated that when, when you said that. So yeah, and that's in leadership talks too. even like the crew leader, like their first step into leadership. It's a clear expectation of like, hey, this is the core value. And I'm not so much worried about you as I am like, you know, the, the team members that you'll be leading. So just letting them know like, hey, we have no tolerance for it. And it's not even their job necessarily to dive in, although they could, like, they just need to know, again, like all of us as leaders are responsible for making sure that the team feels safe in this space. Yeah. And it exists. I mean, it's still, I mean, you can't, it's, that fire is always going to be going a little bit and you just got to chase it around. But, but we, we really are very intentional about trying to make sure that we're always putting it out quickly. Uh, okay, so we have a handful of questions. We're still rapid fire here, Hannah. Maintaining culture. Um, let's see. Do you want to do the first one or no? Yeah, sure. After putting the checklist into effect, how do you maintain systems around promotions? So we're, that's definitely systemized. So what you're saying is I finished my checklist. They finished their checklist. Now what do you do? So once they finish their checklist, the first thing we do is we take a picture of that finished checklist and we post it on Slack. So... Uh, everyone can be like, yeah, they finished their checklist. But people know just because you finished a checklist doesn't mean 
that you're automatically promoted that same day. There's still a process. And that is, we then it goes to our team leads and they say, hey, this person finished their checklist. Any feedback? So there's now the feedback phase. And uh, we'll have someone deliver feedback to that team member. And, you know, there's two ways that could go. They could say, you know, hey, that's great feedback. I'll do better. And then they'll get better. Or they won't take the feedback well. And they'll get worse. And then we'll say, oh, it's a good thing we didn't put them in leadership. They're not even good at taking <laughs> feedback. So, uh, but typically they do, they do well and they step up to the plate. And now they're even better leader and a better leader. And when, when all the team leads say, hey, this person's ready, then we say, all right, we put it on the schedule. Well, we don't put it on the schedule. We, we, uh, we let them know, okay, hey, this Friday at 2 p.m. If you're not working, you want to be there, show up. And, uh, and we're going to surprise them on that day. And I like to say, like, I like to say it's always a surprise, but sometimes these girls show up and they got their nails done and they got their eyelashes. I'm like, somebody told them <laughs> we they were going to have get, a leak. <laughs> somebody told them they're going to get promoted today. Uh, so anyway, but it's always, we try to make it a surprise, but it's very intentional. It's very structured. Just because you finish the list doesn't mean, you know. Yeah, but with that feedback process that you were talking about, we do try to make it a goal that if somebody is not getting promoted, that they can confidently say like, hey, what are you working on? Like, what do you still need to work on? And they would have an answer. I need to be a bag quicker or I need to close better or get out on time when I close, something like that. Yeah, because what we don't want is, you know, like the system doesn't have, like it's not a set time frame or anything like that. So it really should be if this person's getting passed up that they know why and this promotion can still move forward. There's no like, lineup or anything like that and i think that helps i mean like we answered before how to build confident leaders like we make sure that if they've got holes in their game like the team leads are you know they're filling those in before that we just promote them yep so how do you develop a great culture and growing a business it, it sounds like that the person asking that question says that you do, you got to do one or the other and how do you do both um but i mean i would i mean if you listen to the podcast like I always say that um, a team that's happy and a team that loves their job will always outperform a team that just shows up for a paycheck. So if you want to grow your business, if you want to have a successful business, um, culture comes first. Yeah, it's, and it's, investing that. And, and if, if all you care about is growing a business uh, and the culture falls to the wayside, it's going to be so much harder to grow the business. How can we create the same hospitality for our employees as we do for our guests? That's a... That's a hot button. I, a lot button. of people, a lot of a lot of people, and in, in industry wide, uh, have thought like I I want to I want to provide the same hospitality for my team members as I do for my guests, and so they've kept their dining rooms closed so their team members can have a place to sit and relax and enjoy. And they kind of say like I don't if my if my customers get to enjoy this dining room. And, and have it to themselves, but my team members are stuck in this little corner in the back of the restaurant. And that's not Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's any fast food place. Is uh, There's no room in the back to sit down and enjoy a nice table with the flowers on it and everything like that. So it's like you got to do, how do you do it, you know? And um, I, I'm going to say something that, that, that I think it's tough. It's really, really tough because I love my team members, but um, the customers pay... For the food and they pay for the experience our team members don't pay we pay them and so so we say like we should give them the same experience well one of them is being paid and one of them is paying so i i feel like in just the just the business and 
like economy in general, like the person paying the person who's getting paid should probably get the say in, in, in where, you know, the experience. So uh, it, it's a great goal. It's a noble goal to say like we should treat them equally, yes. But the same experience, uh, that's, that's saying like that my team members should be able to experience the same things. They should if they're paying full price like the customer is. You know, it's tough. And I will tell you like this, we, we have on a given shift, we may have 40 people on staff, you know, and sometimes there's more people working than there are in the dining room. There's no way, there's no way we can provide that same experience. There's no way. Uh, when you have 100, 200 employees in a restaurant and there aren't even that many seats, you know, we can't do both. And so um, I don't have the answer to that, but I will tell you that like, I'm not going to be somebody who says my team members get the exact same experience that the customers do because it, it's just not scalable as the business continues to grow. There will never be enough seats for both, you know. So who gets those seats? Well, it should probably be the people paying for them. So that's why I say it's a hot topic. Like you can argue it either way, uh, and and people will will say it either way. But a scalable business, like you got to find other ways, and that's where culture comes in, and that's where the family comes in. At the end of the day, like we're doing a hard job and we're in the trenches and it's tough. But you know what? We're being paid for that. Like that's that's the job we signed up for. Hannah disagrees with me. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, well, courtesy is cheap. <laughs> and um, I think for some things, like it's free to provide that same experience. And I get what you're saying about like the dining room and the flowers on the table. Like, yeah, they're clocking in to do a job. So it's not the same. But things like, I don't know, using the guest name, like use your team members names, Absolutely. know them well enough. Um, serve them too when you can, things like that, like we definitely can do for the team members. I don't know. Yeah, and, and like Instagram, our Instagram is a great example. If you go to at CFA Crossings, at uh, CFA HVP, uh, you'll see our store Instagrams and those 100% are team member. Like we don't take pictures of the customers. We don't, it is all about the team member. And so, um, yeah, there are certain things that we do that are 100% focused on uh, caring for our team members like we would, celebrating our team members like we would our guests, even more than we do our guests. Yeah, like warm welcomes, like highs and buys are a big thing in the restaurant. <laughs> like, and people Absolutely. can't come and go without saying that. Yeah, and there's a, you know, something that we talk about for our customers is opening and closing with a name, using their name. Oh, you know, hey, it's great to see you, like, at, as soon as they come to the window saying their name, as soon as they leave the window saying their name. And that's just as important. And I guess it's important to say, like, how many of these things can we bring? How many of these things can we bring to the team member experience? Uh, but, w yeah, when it comes to, like, tables in the dining room, that's where, you know, industry-wide, there are people struggling with shutting down their dining room so that their team members can have a place to sit. And I, that, I just don't know that that's, you know, we are in the hospitality business. So uh, that's the business we signed up for and that... Uh, that they signed on yeah, to help us with. True, Kathy uh, established, so... Man, that uh, that 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 topic that can run in either direction. I I hope that I, that, <laughs> that probably wasn't even what the question was about. I know <laughs> but right, we just yeah. went there. <laughs> I just went. Who hurt you, Sean? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, how do you maintain consistency in your framework? Again, uh, core values, core values, core values. Put it into the core values and make sure that it's addressed at every level. When you have this roadmap and you have these checklists, just make sure you're constantly going back to recite the core values again, now do it again, now do it again. And that's where a lot of our consistency comes from. I can tell you that. So we have a question here about making uh, events and parties meaningful. 
Uh, it says team member appreciation, uh, Christmas. Okay, here's the thing with uh, events and anything that you do that's offsite. The goal, like the purpose of the whole thing is to bring people together, right? And so you've got to build that in. Uh, and, and so we, we did an event one time. We did a beach day and both stores were there and we ended up doing this, this game that was Kajabi Can Can. And it got intense. Like it got way more intense than it should have. The game itself is intense. It's an intense it was- game. But we, we, we jacked this thing up. Like it was like girls against girls. And by the end, by the final round, it's like these females and it's one store versus the other. And they're yelling like, you know, HVP. And they're just, they're chanting. And it got, it, I mean, they ended up, people get hurt in this game. And so like, there was like people like, you know, like cheering for blood or something, you know, like it, it just got really bad. It was like a Roman. Uh, anyway, so um, that kind of divided people, you know? And so this, this, next, this last year we did the same thing, but there was a few little things that we changed so that like we kind of made the teams so that it brought people together and didn't divide. But, you know, in all these events, you have a choice. Uh, we're going to do an event. We're going to do games. Does this stuff bring people together or does it pull them apart? You know, and like an ideal scenario of any event is, man, everybody felt like they just created best friends and they left this feeling like, man, I made so many new best friends. That's a successful event. It's not about getting free stuff. You know, it's not about like spoiling your team members. It really is about creating an environment. So at the end of the day, they feel like they're best friends. If that means I don't mean I don't need to be part of it. If that means Sean, like when you're there, like they're uncomfortable, like I'll I'll not go, I'll stay out of it. If, if we can accomplish the mission, or if they go like, no, when you're there, when you're there with your family, it, it brings everybody together. Then I'll show up with the family, like whatever I have to do. But that really is the mission, uh, is that at the end of the day, it, it brings people together. So you know, Chick Fil A. Um, one of the things they did was so cool. This team member appreciation week, they did chain wide. They sent us this box and it was so generous. And I was like, what are they going to do? Team member appreciation week. It's so tough. How do, how, how do you give someone a box that applies to every store? So we open up the box and there's these Polaroid cameras with a ton of film. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like they, they, they knocked it out of the park with this one. Uh, and I told, uh, I told right away, um, I told Christine, hey, if we use this film, don't just put the camera in the break room because what we're going to get is a ton of just like people taking pictures of their face. You know, I said, every, every picture we take needs to be couples, needs to be like tag, a, t- take a picture with a buddy. And so they end up hanging all these pictures in the break room of buddies, 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 buddies. And again, any money that you spend, can, can it bring people together? Can it, by the end of the day, like, wow, you, you took that money and you brought people together. It, it wasn't about just giving them stuff. It was about giving them a memory of being closer to somebody. So that's how you make it meaningful. Uh, one of the last ones here, orientation structure document. Someone is interested in our orientation structure documents. And it says share your files, winky face. Yeah, there's a wink on there. <laughs> like, so, okay, here's the thing. I'm, I'm working on, uh, <laughs> I'm working on rebranding all these because they're super old, but it's something I love to do is to rebrand everything so it all has the same color and scheme and everything. So I'm doing that. If you are in the Chick-fil-A universe, then you have access to the Leadwell site on CFA Home. And I have a bunch of folders there where I upload all these documents. So I'm going to contact Leadwell and make sure they have all the updated uh, documents for you winky smiley person who wanted 
these files. <laughs> okay. Anything else on here, Hannah? What anything what should we be saying that we haven't said? Well, you didn't tell Chase who your favorite wrestler of all time was. Uh, we had one more question, <laughs> and it was, what is your favorite? If Chase has listened to this whole thing and he's still here right now, which he better be, my favorite wrestler of all time. You know what? And I, so by the way, I grew up in the era. The suspense of, is killing me. Yeah, WWF SummerSlam. That was uh, Hulk Hogan versus uh, Ultimate Warrior, I believe. And I was a big fan. I liked Ultimate Warrior. I liked Rowdy Roddy Piper. All the... Uh... Are those names? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. But who is your favorite? I don't know. I, I liked the whole thing. I, you know, That's I don't know. not what he asked. Uh, no. Uh, we love Chase. Chase is awesome. He actually works at Disneyland. And so we, have, we, we actually have a listener from Disney. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's a really All big... of you listeners are big deals. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, listen to him. So anyway... Well, uh, thank you. I, I mean, that's all of them. We'll do this again maybe uh, in six months or so um, because there's even questions on here we didn't get to. But, yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear from you always. Uh, if you are app on the Apple Podcast app, then uh, give us a review and tell us you enjoyed this episode. If you want us to do more stuff like this, honestly, this is just us asking you what to do, uh, what questions, what topics, and we respond to them. Uh, if you like this format, let us know because, I mean, this is a little bit different um but uh it's 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 fun to to answer your questions it really is yeah and if there are common themes we'd love to speak into them but you got to tell us or we're not going to do it that's really true (laughs) ever again so uh anyway uh so leave us a review a comment and as always uh we are we are thankful for your emails and everything uh we are blessed to be part of this chick-fil-a family and again hang in there guys like like hannah was saying um you know you're not alone we are dealing with everything you're dealing with. And so we're just here to share our stories and, and our problems uh, so that, that so you feel like you can get through it. Maybe we give you something that helps you get through it. But, uh, but we are really blessed to be part of this brand. And that's what we're here for, to make you better and, uh, you know, just to, to grow the brand together and to create a world where, where we believe that everyone can love their job, that we can help you live that out in your business. So that said, this was episode 22, Ask Us Anything. Take care of yourselves and be well.